Three Practical Productivity Hacks to Boost Your Income Stephanie Thurot is a freelance writer who found herself feeling overwhelmed. As 2018 approached to close, tasks were accumulating faster than she could handle them. Deadlines grew closer and loomed larger. But after instituting three time management practices, she saw an interesting trend in her income. The first quarter of 2019 was up 65% over the same period a year earlier. Thurot wrote about her changes in an article for NBC News Better. I tell you this story because she interviewed me to get my perspective on these three practices. In this piece, I share the practices and my take on them. First is zero-based scheduling. This technique involves accounting for every minute of the day on the calendar. When you're going to walk the dog, when you're going to watch TV, when you're going to check email, etc. Proponents of the idea argue as follows. What goes on the calendar actually gets done. Hmm, maybe, maybe not. I take a different approach. Sure, it's fine to have a general map of how time is accounted for. A college freshman could plug in classes, social obligations, meals, sleep, and exercise. The blocks of time left provide an idea of how much discretionary time one has. Beyond that, the rest is overkill. The calendar is a place for day and time specific activities. It tells me where I am. Need to make a phone call? Chances are that call doesn't need to happen at a specific time. If 9 o'clock is fine, 9.15 probably is as well. Assigning a specific time on the calendar adds an unnecessary restriction. It also makes it harder to see the items that are truly time-sensitive. Instead, my to-do list does the heavy lifting. Every task has a date. I use the priority field to segment my day into morning, afternoon, and evening. For me, that's enough. Second is snoozing Gmail. Snooze is a recent enhancement to Gmail. Click the small clock icon that appears above the message. Set a date and time. The message disappears and returns on the right day and time. I like the idea for certain types of email. Think about the promotional emails filled with pictures and clickable buttons to make purchases. It's great to be able to snooze the email and have a couple of days to research what's being advertised. When the email reappears, you're ready to either make a purchase or delete the email. Other situations don't lend themselves to snoozing. When I take the time to read an email, I also take the time to decide what that email means to me and what to do about it. I read five paragraphs and decide the needed action is to discuss the topic with Jim. I'm also thinking of half a dozen questions to ask. I don't want to have to rethink any of that later. Instead of snoozing, I forward the email to my digital task list. In the process, I change the subject line of the email to reflect exactly what I need to do, such as call Jim about the XYZ account. That's the task that I want to see. I assign a date and add to the body of the email all of my questions. 
On the day Jim and I get together, a task on my list reminds me to talk to him about this specific thing. In the notes section of that task are the questions I'd formulated. No need to rethink anything. Third is, schedule tasks for times you'll actually be able to do them. Thurot wrote about her struggles with a long to-do list. Her problem was the lack of specific data priority assignments caused her tasks to pile up. Her solution was Google Tasks because of its ability to assign a date for each task. But there are far better choices. Remember the milk is mine. Google Tasks does not allow for repeating tasks and lacks a place to add details about the task. Those two problems are deal breakers for me. I agree that assigning a date to each task is a good idea. You're deciding on the front end when you want to see a task again. Going a step further to assign tasks to the morning, afternoon, or evening puts tasks in an order that's going to help them get done more quickly. You'll spend your time accomplishing what you plan instead of scanning a long list wondering what to do next. Well, 65%? The author did relate that the 65% boost in income wasn't all necessarily due to these three productivity hacks, but they certainly made a difference in the feeling of control she had over her time. Come over to the blog post. You'll see a link to the full article. While you're at the blog post, leave me a comment. In fact, let me give you a specific question to help me answer. What's a productivity hack that is responsible for making you more productive? I'm looking forward to what you say. This has been Frank Buck. Thanks for listening. Now go and have the time of your life.